Welcome back to Menace Podman, your NBA and fantasy basketball podcast. I'm Scott Keller along with Steve St. Pierre. We are at lucky number 13, week number 13 of the NBA season. Right out of the shoot here, I'm just going to get this out of the way. Schedule grid, we talked about it last week. Milwaukee, yeah. LA Clippers, Sacramento, only two games this week. So later in the show, I'm sure we'll have some streaming recommendations that might help you get through the week. Um, and then going on to next week, week 14, all teams have three to four games that I have seen. So I think we should be fine. Everybody yeah. should be fine for next week. But week 15 is the same way too. Cool. All right. So two in a row. I think the only thing a lot of people might be dealing with, and I know my team is, I think a lot of teams are, are all these people, game time decisions, IELs, yep. uh, people just out for ungodly reasons. Who knows? Um, so Tanking. Yeah. So all, all those things added up makes it very difficult to keep your rosters uh, very competitive and up to date. But, hey, that's what we're here for, and that's why we love it sometimes. Yeah, we're going to talk all about it. And, um, you know, the trade deadline is coming up soon, too, and that's, you know, going to have a lot of ramifications as far as what these teams are doing with their decision-making. And, yeah, we'll break it all down here shortly. Sounds good. All right, I think I only got kind of two things out of the gate here. Um, number one is I just saw this on, uh, Twitter. Um, so Netflix had made those, the quarterback docuseries I think yeah. they had, uh, on their 2022 seasons of, let's see, who was that? Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes, I believe. And they were awesome. They were sweet to watch. Um, so I saw actually that they're creating an NBA series, very mm -hmm. similar to that. And they're going to follow the likes of LeBron James, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum. Uh, Let's see who else. Domas Bonus, Anthony Edwards, and Jimmy Butler. So those should be a lot of fun to watch. I'm looking forward to those. I guess the taping has already begun. Um, and I don't know if the quarterback series um, had the same backing as the NBA series does, but the NBA series is backed by um, LeBron's Spring Hill Company, uh, Barack Obama's Higher Ground Productions, and Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions. So I'm looking forward combo. to that. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. You know it's going to be sweet. Um, so I will be watching all these. Hopefully I'm sure everybody else will be too, but, uh, I don't actually even have Netflix right now, but, uh, I will yeah, for that. <laughs> so I'll have to get it Maybe we can get together and yeah. binge a couple of them or something. We should, I know we'll wait till they're all out and then just, yeah. you know, get one month, <laughs> one of us. So, so sounds we'll have good. to do that, but yeah, looking forward to it. All right. So I'm going to hop into the first thing. Name on your paper. First thing. So first things, um, there's actually a few of them, um, all Iowa basketball related. I know we're an NBA podcast, but we're also just basketball podcast, so this will be somewhat college basketball related. Um, we'll talk a lot of WNBA here once that starts back up. Exactly, same as we had done uh, last summer. So, um, And there'll be some women's basketball we'll talk about in this first thing here too. Um, so there's a few all connected. So this is all, I like I said, Iowa basketball connected, uh, Hawkeyes. Um, earlier this week, Fran McCaffrey, coach of the Iowa Hawkeyes men's basketball team, became the winning winningest coach at Iowa with his 272nd win. Um, so there we go. Just want to congratulate him on that. Um, that kind of rolls into, um, actually, I guess I'll preface. So I've talked about many times here on the pod, the Jimmy V speech, how it's, I mean, it's just classic. We all love it, right? Um, it's fantastic. There's nothing better than it. Um, he always talks about doing the three things every day, laugh, think, and be moved to tears. Yep. So <laughs> I'll admit it. 
I was moved to tears this morning <laughs> as I was on Twitter and I was watching through. So um, Connor McCaffrey, who I believe, does he currently play for Iowa? I can't remember if he currently plays for Iowa right now. No, I think he previously played for Iowa. Sorry, his brother yeah, now does. Um, he's also, I believe he dates Caitlin Clark, if I'm correct. But anyways, he reposted um, the Big Ten Network. Uh, they have like same thing, kind of going back to docu-series type stuff. Um, they have, it's called The Journey on the Big Ten Network, if anybody's ever seen that before. Um, I don't think this one's out yet, but I saw a little preview, six minutes that... Uh, was put out um, by Iowa basketball and the big 10 network. And like I said, Connor McCaffrey retweeted it and that's how I saw it. Um, and it's on his brother, Patrick McCaffrey, who Patrick McCaffrey currently plays <laughs> on the team. Um, <laughs> but when he was 14, he was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Um, he's doing well, obviously he's, doing quite well um, and recovering from that. Um, but this basically goes through this whole story about how when he was in school, um, he had another kid, friend. Um, his name was Austin Schroeder, who went to the same school and they were like a grade apart. And they actually both got diagnosed with cancer a month from each other. So it was Patrick got diagnosed first and then Austin got diagnosed second. Um, I guess he had some Hopefully I pronounced this right. T-cell lymphoblastic lymphoma. Um, but anyways, so like I said, they went to the same school, got cancer a month apart. Um, and then they just basically bonded through that, created some insane relationship. There's a part in the little preview where it shows his dad, Fran McCaffrey. He's like, you know, just tearing up. He's like, you know, how do I tell my 14 year old son, you know, he has cancer. And then I got to he wanted to tell the team and, you know, let them know about it and all that stuff. And he's yeah. like, I can't do it. He's, he had his wife do it. Um, you know, he just kind of burst it into tears, you know, as they were kind of announcing it. So that was pretty crazy, but, uh, keeps going on. Um, it talks about how they're going through lots of treatment. And at one point Patrick needed this radioactive iodine treatment, I believe it was. Um, and then he was like, well, you know, my buddy Austin, like he needs radiation too. He's like, can he, be around me because his his family couldn't be around him since he was radioactive um and it turns out they were able to spend this like a whole week together just like in a room playing video games bonding even more and stuff um so that was kind of cool but anyways it turns out austin he actually passes away but it turns out he passes away on 4 2015 add those numbers up turns into 22 which was the jersey number that Patrick McCaffrey and Austin Schroeder both wore. They both had the exact same number, which was interesting. So it's a Anyways, good number. It's it's my favorite number too, which is crazy. Yeah. But um it's yeah, it's a fantastic number. Um geez. I don't know, that's Caitlin Clark's number as well. Um it sure is. But anyways, it's a crazy story. Um it's fantastic. It's one of those heartwarming ones, one of the tear jerkers. Even if like I said, I reposted it. Go check out that six minutes. If, you, if you're prepared to cry today, go for it. <laughs> it's <laughs> out there. But uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful story. It's a sad story, but a uh, yeah. very happy story as well. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, there were some things that came out of that too. Um, some of the parents talking about, I think the Austin's dad, I believe it was, talking about um, you know, just winning the day every day. You know, It's about attitude and effort. So again, put those things forward. Put attitude put effort forward you'll win every day and always find the positive he was saying so we love to do that as well so 
Yep, for sure. Speaking of finding the positive, Caitlin Clark. So sticking with this Iowa basketball thing, she's just mm-hmm. amazing. I love her. She's fantastic on the court. She's fantastic off the court. But um, just after one of the last games she had, um, she spotted a young fan, you know, on the sidelines. They, she was, you know, just enjoying herself, loving herself, uh, being at the game, really enjoying the game. Uh, she was imitating their warm up session and things like that. So, uh, uh, Caitlin had found her and actually after the game signed and gave her her custom Sabrina ones. Yeah, so that's just awesome. took them right off, signed them, handed them to her, and. Uh, yeah, she's just got that attitude all the time. She's like, you know, anything I can do to make somebody's day, I'm going to do it. And uh, she knows she's able to. I just, I don't know. She's the best. I love her. We got to find a way to get her on here. We got to <laughs> get her on the pod. Any means possible. It would be amazing. It'd be we'll a keep reaching shot. out. If anybody hears this and has any kind of a connection, please reach out. Help us out in any way you can. We yeah. got to make this happen. She's just uh I don't know. I, I can't wait. She's already a role model and she's just a college athlete. Yeah. And then just imagine when she actually breaks through to the WNBA and I know. Uh, how, how much further she's even going to uh, be able to uh, impact people, but yeah, whatever. I'm looking but, forward yeah. to watching. So yeah, keep up the good work. I love, we love you, but um, yeah, I think that covers the first things. Bunch of Iowa basketball stuff. Go check out that uh, the video reposted. And uh, Patrick McCaffrey and Austin Schroeder. And yeah, I think that does the first half. We will take a quick break and we'll come back with all the uh, good fantasy stuff. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Scott from Menace Podman. And if you love sports and you're a somewhat low-key gambling degenerate like I am, you should definitely check out outlier.bet. Uh, they have a super easy-to-use platform um, supported on both mobile and desktop sites, um, and it really allows you to crunch the numbers and make you f- get some confidence in the bets that you're making. Um, you can do multiple things um, on Outlier. Uh, you can explore across multiple markets. Uh, you can get suggestions on, and curated picks. Um, you can analyze trends, matchup data, line movement, and my favorite feature, um, Outlier is integrated with multiple betting sites, so you can seamlessly transfer your picks to automatically fill out your bet slips um, with just as easy as two clicks. Um, so there's a link directly in the show notes to Outlier. You should check them out. Um, click on the link, go to the site, sign up, get a free seven-day trial of Outlier, and go win some money. All right, we're back, and we're just going to jump right in here to uh, Steve's news and notes. Yeah, and the first thing we got to start with is the Memphis Grizzlies. We talked all about them last week, um, the whole situation with John Morant getting shut down. We said, you know, there was a really good chance that they were going to go ahead and start shutting down some of their veteran guys. I didn't necessarily think it would happen this quickly, um, you know, but we mentioned Marcus Smart last week. He was – looking into his right hand injury and it turns out he's got uh, a pretty severe right ring finger injury and he's going to be out approximately six weeks and then Desmond Bain a guy that we said um, to just kind of keep an eye on uh, right away they said he's got a sprained left ankle he's going to be out at least six weeks so they just completely shut all these guys down and so of course now everybody's looking at Jaron Jackson Jr. he's got the biggest bullseye on his back and um i of course have him in both of my leagues so i know um every day could be his last (laughs) this season 
I remember um, uh I remember a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, I kept saying it was before Ja came back and I remember saying, Oh man, that's when because everybody was saying Jaron Jackson Jr. was underperforming a bit as far as fantasy. And I was like, Yeah, but when he gets when he gets Ja back and they start, you know, putting things together, that's when he's he's gonna be great again. Just wait for it. And then he was. He was pretty good for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, right? And then yep. everybody started dropping like fries flies and then we're like, <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So, 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 um, now they've completely shifted into like just an evaluation more, uh, mode and just looking at all their young guys. So Vince Williams jr. He, uh, was converted to a standard multi-year contract with the Grizzlies. And that happened right after we recorded last week because, um, they waived Bismack Biombo and they were able to convert Williams over from his two-way deal to the standard deal. And um, so, yeah, and doing that now, he's out of the picture. And so now their whole, you know, center spot is wide open. So, you know, we were talking immediately after we recorded last week. Um, and, and you had mentioned even on the pod, you had mentioned Xavier Tillman <laughs> as, you know, like a must add. But now um, all their other big guys too, Santi Aldama, um, David Roddy, I think if you have an open IL spot, I think Brandon Clark makes a lot of sense to kind of stash there. I don't know that they're going to throw him out there immediately when he comes back. I think they're going to kind of take their time with him. But just saying if you've got an open IL spot and you don't mind using a pickup and, and just kind of stashing him, I think that makes sense. Um, and, yeah, they're a team that, like we were saying, they could make a trade here at any time. They could just, they could bring some other guys in, you know, we'll have to kind of wait and see, but right now, pretty much anybody on their roster, we'll get to ads in a little bit. Um, we were talking off air too about Gigi Jackson the second, and we will discuss him more at length, but, um, all of these guys are in the mix and, you know, they're all definitely worth rostering right now until we see what happens with the rest of the roster. And this um, team, I would say for daily fantasy, could yeah. be a gold mine for you. Exactly. You have to look into this a little bit further, but yeah, I'm sure. I don't know what salaries people are going at right now, but um, yeah, I'm sure they're you could probably find some guys at cheap salaries that may exactly. have big production. So yeah, especially if you're filling out your roster, like just with your last spot or two, just check Memphis's entire team and whichever the cheapest ones are that fit into your build, just go ahead and grab them because you're yeah. going to get value there. Um, they need pretty much all hands on deck here. And so, yeah, definitely. Um, those guys are all options. And like we said, in season long, they're all worth rostering or at least streaming on the nights that they play. And then, like I said, if you own JJJ, you know, just be ready at some point, there's probably going to be some sort of a shutdown. So, uh, just keep all that in mind. Um, another guy we've been talking all about, Joel Embiid. He was dealing with the swollen left knee. He did return uh, January 15th. He's looked fantastic. He's played a couple games now. Uh, looks great, but I'm still concerned about him. I'm still worried about any kind of you know setback with him. And I still think if you have him, you should find a way to keep Paul Reed on your team just as a backup, as a handcuff. Yeah, I was going to say the fact that he was even talking about because they're talking about the uh, what the MVP considerations of game played um, coming into play here, which I think it will for sure uh, yeah. for him. Um, but when he's talking about, he's like, I don't care about an MVP. All I care about is my health. You know, <laughs> like if he's saying that, like, yeah, I would take that, take all of that to heart yeah. and be I like, mean, he, uh, he yeah. won it last year. So, I mean, he he can 
he's already got it on his resume. So as much as I'm sure he'd love to have another one, like you said, he he's prioritizing championship over anything else. And that includes, you know, staying healthy so that he can get ready yeah. for the playoffs and all that. However, so. I do want to see SGA win it, even though he had a, he had an off night the other night with 19 points oh, yeah. against the Clippers. But um, he's, I feel like he's definitely the number one guy who's deserving of it. But. He's, he's right there. And if OKC goes on a big run and, and they improve record wise, like that, he will probably be the front runner. So um, uh, but we'll have to see. Um, and Bede's teammate, D'Anthony Melton, we talked about him last week. He was dealing with back soreness. He returned on January 10th, but now he's out at least a week. So, um, yeah. there's he's the, more, he's the, he's the new Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, he's another guy just, you know, um, do what you can to hold him. Um, but yeah, if you're in a situation where you're, you're desperate and you don't have a lot of IL spots and you have to make a choice to, you know, cut someone like that. I mean, it's a tough decision and you'd hate to be in that position, but if you ever are, that might be a, a situation where you move on because he might, this might be something that's going to linger the rest of the year. So, and we've talked about how good Philly is, you know, they're, they are, they, they will not hesitate to sit people down in order to rest them. And, yeah. you know, we've talked all about their roster. Like they have a ton of depth. So um, they have the ability to have that cushion, you know, and, and take their time with these players. So, so what you're saying is if he's on your roster, be careful and don't be, such a fool for him <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> do you uh, have to do you have to let it linger <laughs> <laughs> and then another teammate of theirs that we've been talking all about roco robert covington um he's still dealing with the swollen left knee He's now missed seven straight games, and we mentioned it last week. He's a guy that I probably wouldn't even bother with right now. Um, I have him on one of my teams just because I essentially have unlimited IL spots, so I'm stashing him in an IL spot. But once he comes back, um, I plan on probably just dropping him. Uh, but you never know. I mean, we're, we were talking about how the trade deadline's coming up. So if he gets tossed into a trade and goes somewhere else, He's a guy that, especially in nine cat, he has a ton of value when he plays. So if he gets in the right situation where he's going to play more and play consistently, um, then he's definitely worth owning in fantasy. But um, just keep all that in mind. Um, switching over to Dallas here, Luka Doncic, he's got a sprained right ankle. He's missed three straight games, uh, but could return tonight, January 17th. Um, I haven't seen an update on him yet, but um, I was going to say on Roto back. today, um, like I said on the seventeenth, he's he's still grayed out on Roto Wire. So um, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be back today. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, but no you updates won't. Yet. But everybody won't hear this until <laughs> after today. So yeah, we're recording in the afternoon, so the injury reports and stuff will all coming out. They'll all start coming out shortly after we're done yeah. recording here. So. Um, just keep an eye on that situation. We've talked all about Dallas. They don't really, it's all by committee at this point. Um, so yeah, they're kind of a mess. Derek Lively, the second, we talked about him last week. He was dealing with the sprained left ankle, but he did return January 15th. Um, but same situation as before, man, the minutes are going to be spotty. The production's going to be spotty. Just not a team that I'm wasting any time with at this point. I'm kind of treating the Mavericks the same way that I treat the Spurs. I just don't mess with them because they just, they have so many different guys, so many moving parts. 
game to game, it changes. It's just not even worth bothering with. So, yeah, I mean, I guess Tim Hardaway Jr. though has been like lights out right now. He has, he has, he's been hot. So, I mean, if if he's if he's this hot, then you have to roster him. You got to use him, use him in DFS. But as soon as he cools off, you know, just move on and. Yeah, they'll be an interesting away. team. I, I think I saw a rumor of them maybe trying to look at Pascal Siakam as well, but I don't they know should. How, how true that was. But They should. And, yeah, we'll get more to him in a little bit here. Um, LaMelo Ball, he came back. Some good news here. Um, he was out for a long time with the sprained right ankle, almost all season. Uh, but he returned January 2nd – or, I'm sorry, uh, January 12th, and he's looked great. Um, I still don't trust him one bit. I don't trust that team. Mm-hmm. They're another one that, like any veteran players, you know, if they're back, cool, go ahead and roster them and use them, but don't get too comfortable. And at any point, they can and probably will shut those guys down. Lamelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, all of them. So, uh, but right now he's back. He looks fantastic. If you own him in season long, now might be a good time to maybe start shopping him around and see if you can get something for him. Um, cause yeah, like I said, I don't really trust them. It all depends on your situation, on your position in the standings and, you know, LaMelo I, when he's healthy, he's a, he's an elite point guard and yep. those are hard to come by in fantasy. So just keep that in mind. You got to get good return back for him. If you trade him. I said at the beginning of the year, LaMelo ball, Zion Williamson, two guys I don't want to touch with a 10 foot pole. I stand by it. I still know, don't trust them. I still won't trust them. And uh, exactly what you said. I mean, shop them around if you can. But um, yep. I, I love both of them. I think they can be fantastic players, right? Yeah. When they're on the court. But absolutely. Yeah. When they're not, which is often. Yeah. I don't really care for them. Yeah. And I'll say the same thing about this next guy, Jimmy Butler. Uh, we've talked all about him mm-hmm. the last few weeks here. He's been dealing with the strain left calf and right foot irritation. He did return January 15th. It was an overtime game. He played 40 minutes. He had 31 points. Looked like his normal self. Uh, but again, you know, Miami's just going to treat him with kid gloves. If anything goes wrong, they will sit him. They don't care about their position in the standings as long as they're in the playoffs. And, you know, the rest of their team right now, for the most part, is healthy. I know um, we'll get to day-to-day list here, but um, Jaime Jaquez Jr. is on there. He's dealing with some stuff. So, um, but other than that, everybody else seems good. And again, with the trade deadline approaching, they're a team that could get in the mix for really anybody. They've been in a lot of rumors. So, um, you know, if they go out and get another guy, that's just all the more reason to not push Butler more than they need to. They can preserve him, save him for the playoffs. So, like we've been saying, he can come in and be playoff Jimmy, like he's done the last several years. So, Yeah, I don't – I have no problems with – Teams resting people if as long I mean if they're not moving in the standings and they're not losing any ground or you know wouldn't be gaining ground with them yeah no I don't just... blame them one bit I mean they're doing it because they can yep. you know if they were doing it for shady purposes like tanking or you know whatever then it'd be different but no they're they're doing it the right way I mean Butler's an older player now and you know why push him more than you need to so yeah I heard he's got a country album coming out. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about that before. Yeah, and, uh, he's got a he's got tons of uh tracks he's been working on. So. Yeah, so I mean, hey, why not? And yeah, so but if you own him in season long, you know, just know that at any point he could sit, he could rest, and you know, just be prepared for that. And if you do own him, if you want to try to shop him too and get something for him, might not be a bad idea, especially if you're in head to head. 
and he's a guy you're going to be relying on in your fantasy playoffs, that's going to be a risky move. So just keep that all in mind. Yeah. Um, shifting over to Orlando here, Franz Wagner, we've been talking about him the last couple of weeks. He's been dealing with the sprained right ankle. He's going to miss his seventh straight game. At this point, I'm just going to call him out indefinitely. Uh, we'll let you know if there's an update, you know, a positive update for him. But um, at first, I was kind of thinking it was going to be more of a day-to-day thing. But, I mean, he's still out. Obviously, he's missed a couple of weeks here. So, um, hopefully, he doesn't have any setbacks. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to see. And then a guy that, you know, I love. We talk about him all the time. My guy, Jonathan Isaac. I would touch <laughs> you right now if I could through the mic. He's been out with the strain right hamstring, but he returned January 13th. He's played a couple of games, but he's barely played any minutes. Even with Wagner out of the lineup, it's still been the same old story. He just doesn't play. He doesn't get consistent minutes, and he's just not en- He's not giving you enough to, to roster in fantasy. Unfortunately, it sucks because I love him, and you know he's another guy that if he were to be given those minutes, you know he could get him in Orlando. I'm kind of perplexed as to why he doesn't play more at this point it's not like he's real old I know he's had a lot of injuries but like he's not that old you know if he's healthy they should play him but they're another team that they've been winning they're not going to overdo it with anybody if they don't have to and again you know Wagner could come back at any time and if he does you know he's the starter Isaac's going to be a backup so I guess I would say they had been winning um they are four and six in their last 10 and they've been dropping through the standings since the beginning um I feel like I keep we're really good at jinxing people. And I feel like I, there was a beginning of one episode. I can't remember how many weeks ago it was. Um, and I talked about, or we talked about the Orlando magic and how they were yeah. turning things around from the end of last season to the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, they kind of remind me a little bit of not the way they play, but the way the Utah jazz, <laughs> what was that a year ago where they started off really hot and then just slowly fell down to the bottom. Yeah. The I think teams are taking them more seriously now. And yeah, the yeah. words out, they're scouting them a little bit more. So yeah, you're right. Um, but they do have a lot of guys kind of, you know, a lot of moving parts. And again, they're another team that could make a move at any time. So yeah. uh, we'll just have to kind of wait and see, but I think you said Franz Wagner, he was like, I think he was probably the highest ranked in fantasy. He was right before he got injured. Yep. Um, so that was obviously a big, big blow another guy i jinxed pretty well was uh derek white with the celtics <laughs> i was like this guy's amazing this guy's amazing and all of a sudden recently he's he's had a, a small drop off here in production. yeah and again we'll get to the day-to-day list but he's on there too so yep. boston might just be looking to try to rest some of those guys a little bit and maybe that might help so um, exactly I, I still love derek white um, no yeah don't get me wrong love yeah. the guy but, uh, so, but you're right it you know he is kind of you know slowing down a little bit here but i think he's got another uh gear he can he can switch to, so yep. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, another guy we've been talking all about, and this is a guy that you and I are not big fans of, but DeAndre Ayton. No, man, no. He's um, been dealing with the right knee tendonitis, and we said last week to basically consider him out indefinitely, but he is expected to return tonight, January 17th. Um, uh, he's another guy. I just I don't trust him because, again, the situation. You know, Portland's rebuilding. They've been losing, losing, losing. Um, you know, if anything happens with Aiton, they're not going to, you know, push it at this point. They're just going to shut him down. So, um, if he's out there, cool, use him, but you know, don't get too comfortable and be prepared for any kind of a setback. Uh, plus, like we said, there's a reason that you and I aren't big fans of his. It's because he's, you know, a bit overrated and, and just doesn't do enough. You know, he's, he's solid in fantasy. You know, we've talked all about it. You need big men, 
but he's not spectacular. And he's a guy that like, if you can get something for him again, probably not a bad idea to do so. Um, and then we've talked all about the guys in Houston. Um, another guy that, you know, I love, we talk about him seemingly every week, but Tari Eason, that kind of ability with either hand, it's impressive. He's been out with the lower left leg injury. And now they're saying he's considered week to week. And then the guy that they told us last week was considered week to week, Dylan Brooks. He was out with a strained right oblique. He returned January 13th and he's, been back in the starting lineup and he's playing so now at this point when Eason comes back he's going to be in that same situation he was before where he's coming off the bench he's playing spot minutes he's still he's still a guy that I would roster in fantasy even if you know even if he's just coming off the bench and playing minutes in the 20s or whatever he's been really good so I would say kind of well not so much. I, I guess maybe a little bit, but he kind of double fucked himself too because because like you talked about he got the chance Dylan Brooks was out then he gets injured. So Dylan Brooks is coming back, but also while all that stuff happened, Cam Whitmore actually started coming from nowhere and producing. So now you're like, you may be behind two guys in a way. And another guy on their team too, Amon Thompson Mm. of the Thompson twins. Whoa. Whoa. Hold me now. Yes, sir. Yeah. (laughs) So just, you know, keep all of those guys in mind and yeah, it's a tough rotation, but um, yeah, I think Eason's definitely worth stashing. So keep him on your IL, be patient with them. And again, we'll have to see what happens with the trade deadline. Any of these guys, any of these teams could make a move. Guys could move around and that could change things up. And then obviously too, there are injuries each and every can, week. So I got to say this too. I also, I'm rooting for Cam Whitmore because he's on my, my, uh, best ball league. <laughs> I drafted him. <laughs> nice. He was one of my flyers that I was like, Hmm, if he, you know, turn something around and actually get some playing time. I think it would be yeah. good. Yep. So that'd be nice if uh, this keeps up. That might help me out a lot. <laughs> does that league go all year long? Like, does that go through the entire season? It stops in like, it's like, she's, mm, I'd have to look it up again. I think it's like March or April. Okay. Cause April, yeah, depending on how late they go. I mean, like silly season, you know, that's where teams will start shutting down their veteran yeah. guys and playing their younger guys just to kind of give, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's helped me out a lot right now, especially this week, obviously, cause he's performing. But, um, I, I think I had talked in the past how I, this is the first time I've done the best ball. So I didn't exactly yeah. know what I was doing. And, uh, strategically I did not do it properly cause I did not draft enough forwards. Um, I have Carl Anthony towns and, but, uh, my other guy I was depending on was cam Johnson. Um, obviously cam Johnson ain't doing shit. Um, so I basically, I don't have any really good forwards after that. Um, but now with Cam Johnson usually sucking right now, Cam Whitmore is going to you know fill that spot. But I've I've lost many weeks of production I needed from a second forward that yeah. I didn't get. So it, it is what it is. But uh, Cam Johnson's been in and out of the lineup a little bit with like just kind of like little tweaks here and there. I think if he can get, you know, fully healthy, I think he's got a gear that he can shift to as well. Sure. And And Brooklyn right now, I mean, they're – they need somebody to kind of ignite them. And I think he's definitely a guy who can do that. So I, I wouldn't be too stressed out over him. I think we're going to see a better second half of the season from Cam Johnson, but I hope so. I yeah. hope so. I need, I'm, I'm in like fifth right now out of 12. So I need to, yeah. I need to catch up a little bit. Unfortunately, another guy that you really like on um, the Vika Zubats, we got the yeah. news that he's dealing with a strained right calf and he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. So that sucks. Um, that really sucks for the Clippers. Um, I think they're going to do it by committee here with uh, Mason Plumley and um, Daniel, Daniel Tice. Tice. Yep. So 
Um, I actually, also- as far as I was going to say, as far as pickups, I like Daniel Tice better. I know, I know Plumley might get some more minutes. We'll have to see. I think he was starting uh, yesterday too on the 16th, but I like Tice. I like him a little bit better. I feel like it comes with a little bit more energy. Yeah, I mean, I like a both. I think they're both just going to kind of split it almost 50-50. And, you know, I think they're both streamable. I don't think they're guys that I would roster on a day-to-day basis unless... No. I mean, it depends on what type of league you're in and how many ads and drops you can do per week or whatever. But um, just in general, um, I don't think either guy is a guy that I would deem to be a must roster at all times, even with the, the Zubats injury. Um, but I definitely think you can stream both of them. I definitely think you can use either of them in DFS. Um, but I also, I was going to say too, the Clippers are still so deep that mm-hmm. they'll go small ball. And yeah. I think this is good news for Russell Westbrook. I think this puts him back on the map and season long. I think he's a guy that, again, um, you could definitely at least stream um, and definitely use him in DFS. Cause I mean, he's going to have more value. He's going to play more. They'll just go smaller, you know, and they'll play all those guys together. Yep. And Westbrook's a guy that we've seen, you know, um, he does a lot across the board. You know, he's always I think been it a really also... good rebounder. I was going to say, I think it also just makes everybody else more valuable. Like I, I'm surprised already this year, how high, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are, and they're not going anywhere. They're staying in that top 15, you know, per game fantasy, because they'll probably get more rebounds. They'll probably get more assists, more points. Like they're just going to get better. Um, James Harden. I mean, I dog him all the time, but yeah, the guy's going to put up a lot of fantasy points. It's just going to happen though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I would say Powell too. You gotta look out for him. Yeah, exactly. All those guys. Yep. Um and even, you know, like Terrence Mann's got, you know, yeah, some upside yeah. and yeah, just all those guys, you know, keep an eye on who else is playing and if anybody else goes down or rests or anything, you know, it's just gonna increase the value of all those how, other guys. How many weeks do you think it is until the Clippers are number one on the power rankings? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think it's coming. I think it's coming soon. It might be coming, but like we said, you know, um OKC's knocking on the door, you know, Denver's still there. Minnesota's had a great season and they've got, you know, they could maybe make a trade here or do something. So you know, um, this trade deadline is going to be really exciting. And I think that's going to have a huge, you know, impact on the standings and, and where, where we can truly look at these teams and say, who's a legit contender, you know, who's in the best shape to, uh, make a good run in the playoffs. So we'll I was going to say, we'll probably have another emergency episode too here in February. So yeah, look forward to that. Yeah. It's going to be a big trade deadline and yeah, we're definitely going to need to do something for that for sure. So, um, I might take the, the day off of work. Yeah, I might Fuck have it. it off. I might have it off for school, so that'll be awesome. But no way. We'll, we'll have to what? stay tuned for that. Sounds uh, good. Yeah, and then um the last bit of news, regular injury slash comeback news that I have is uh Draymond Green. You know, we talked last week about how he was reinstated from the suspension and he did officially return on January fifteenth. Came off the bench, played a limited role, but you know, we talked about how in real life, you know, it's do or die for the Warriors. And yeah, uh, I mean, he helps them in real life, but, you know, they're still, it, they lost that, a tough one. Yeah, I was going to say, what was that game they lost with all the, nobody they was lost, playing? They lost on MLK to Memphis. To, to Memphis, yes. Yeah, yeah, and I was jealous of watching the Grizzlies. I watched that entire game and I was like, man, why can't the Pistons young players play like this? You know, get motivated. Maybe it's because it was national TV, it was MLK, whatever reason. I mean, it just, it was fun to watch and it was admirable and great coaching job by Taylor Jenkins. Um, again, 
He's a young and up and coming coach. I'm just very jealous of that team and that situation, even with all their injuries. So um, they're going to be fun to watch and we'll get to ads here in a little bit. Um, let's go ahead and get to the day-to-day list here real fast. I'm just going to read through the names. We've got LeBron James, Derek White, Chris Stapps Porzingis, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Daniel Gafford, Drew Holiday, Anthony Simons, Aaron Neesmith, Jaime Hawkes Jr., Bruce Brown, Karis LeVert, Malcolm Brogdon, Brandon Miller, and Gary Trent Jr. They're all day-to-day. Hopefully uh, they can all come back here soon. And then uh, we had a trade, um, fairly big trade involving our Pistons. Uh, Marvin Bagley III, Isaiah Livers, and two second-round picks were dealt to the Washington Wizards. The Pistons got back Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala. Um, You and I both talked off-air. We both think it's kind of stupid that the Pistons had to give up two picks. I mean, they're just second-rounders, but still, you're giving up assets that you didn't have to give up if you just hadn't signed Bagley in the first place. You know, you and I said it when that move happened in the summer. We said, you know, why are they bringing him back on a multi-year deal when they have all these other guys? And he's a good player, but he's not a guy that you're going to build around. He's not a guy that you're ultimately going to, like, win with, you know, as a as a key piece. Yeah. So it just yeah. didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> it's a really bad look for this team. It's a really bad look for Troy Weaver. And, you know, we'll have to see what other moves they make. Uh, Gallinari and Muscala on the court. Um, if they're actually trying to win games and stuff, they could help. But um, both guys have been in and out of the lineup. Um, I don't think either guy's going to want to be here. I could see both of them eventually getting waived. Uh, maybe they'll get rerouted in another trade. We'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, know, really zero fantasy impact whatsoever. Unless, yeah. like you had mentioned, uh, Gafford is out or game time or whatever he is today um, he is out so so. yeah he's out they play tomorrow night so january 18th and gafford has been ruled out for that game so uh bagley could be a guy to look at in dfs he's not a guy that i would mess with in season long but if you're playing dfs he could be a guy that you use with your final pick or something just take a flyer and see what happens but uh yeah Uh, and then otherwise uh pete nance the brother of Larry Nance Jr. and obviously son of Larry Nance Sr. Um, He has signed a 10-day contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that's kind of cool. Keep it in the family. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't think it has any fantasy relevance, but, uh, you know, in any case, good story. Uh, See what happens with him. And, uh, yeah, as far as ads go, like we said, with Memphis, um, anybody and everybody, I would prioritize Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson II for sure. Both of those guys are hot right now. Uh, Williams is starting. Jackson's been coming off the bench, but they're both going to play a lot. They're both going to have a ton of usage. Um, That'll go up even higher if something happens to JJJ. So keep that in mind. Um, I think Santi Aldama and David Roddy are definitely at least streamable at the very least. And like I said, um, if you have an open IL spot, I think Brandon Clark's a guy you can pick up and stash and just kind of see what happens. I'm not like overly excited about him. And I think if he does come back, I think it'll be kind of a timeshare, assuming he stays in Memphis and assuming they don't make any other trades or anything. Um, I think he'd be coming back to kind of a timeshare situation. 
but if you've got an open spot, if he's out there, you could pluck him and just kind of see what happens. I'd much rather stash a guy like Tari Eason personally, if you're choosing between the two. Um, but they're both options. And then um, as far as drops go, like I said, Jonathan Isaac, it pains me to say it, but you know, if he's only playing minutes in the teens, that's just not enough. And, you know, now that he's back and healthy, I just don't think you can roster him. Um, but keep him on a watch list. And like I said, just if anything happens, if they do decide to, you know, up his minutes, then he would immediately become a must own. Um, if he gets traded, he becomes a must own. And speaking of trades, I think we got to talk about this Shams report that came out last night, uh, January 16th. Um, it sounds like the Pacers and the Raptors have been discussing a deal that would send Pascal Siakam to Indy. Uh, Bruce Brown and multiple first round picks would go to Toronto, but Toronto would have to include other players in that trade. And I was telling you off air, I went out last night and picked up Isaiah Jackson. And I think yep. depending on what kind of league you're in, if you're in a, a shallower league, that's not a, a, an aggressive move that you have to make right this second, uh, but at least add him to your watch list. But if you're in a deep league, I highly recommend picking Isaiah Jackson up right now. Because if there's any kind of move that he's included in, and especially if he went to a team like Toronto, especially right now with their injuries and stuff that they have, uh, with Yaka Pirtle being out indefinitely, um, Jackson would slot right into their starting lineup. And we've seen the kind of per-minute upside that he has. Um, so I have Miles Turner, too. So we talked last week about handcuffs. Um, this is kind of a handcuff situation, but it's more so – the upside of a potential trade that I just didn't want to pass up on. So I'm keeping Isaiah Jackson. Uh, we talked about how the Pacers have a ton of games coming up here anyways. So I'm just going to keep them, hold them for a little bit and see if anything happens here with real life trades. And um, if so, I mean, I'll be reaping the benefits there. And then if nothing happens, you know, maybe I'll eventually cut them. We'll see. But uh Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that line of thinking. Um, like you said, we talked to it. I think we were in between in the break when we were talking about that. And uh, yeah, Isaiah Jackson's great. Um, yeah, the the Pacers, the, with these rumors, who knows? You know, they got only one way to go but up right now. Um, they're, they've got so much resources. Time they got so much talent. And they're in the East where it can be wide open a lot of times. So they also have a full-size basketball court in their airport now. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> Another reason for us to go check it out. But yeah, no, we need to check it out for sure. I, well, I swear I have spent no time in Indianapolis, like Indianapolis proper, and I need to uh, I need to do that. Then we're gonna do like it. A, we're gonna we're gonna do some kind of road trip. Well, don't they have a we'll set it up. sweet ass steakhouse there too? Oh, what the heck is it? Yes, um, I think it's the one. I think Kathy and I went to it. Um, really? If it's the one that I'm thinking of, but um, it was good. Um, whatever restaurant I'm thinking of. It might not have been because I don't know if it was a steakhouse. I'm trying. Not, the th you know, in uh, uh, what is it? Parks and Rec and Ron Swanson. He goes to, <laughs> yeah. he, he goes to it, doesn't he? And he, it's like at I the think biggest, so. Yeah. Is it St. Elmo? St. Elmo steakhouse. Yeah, that might not. That that might not be the one that I'm thinking of. But in any case, uh, yeah, they have a lot of good dining options, and yeah, we we'll talk off air. We got to set something up. Either that or like. Uh, I know because the Big Ten tournament's not there anymore. Now it's in Chicago again, right? I keep yeah, switching. I or so. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. We've got to do something. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah, we will figure it out. But yeah, I think it's St. Elmo. I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to get them, at them on the 
on the podcast there you tweet. Go. Maybe they'll give us a free steak or something. Probably not, but whatever. <laughs> Worth a try. Yep. Anyway, so yeah. Um yeah, I don't as far as pickups and things like that, streams, I think we kind of brushed on a lot of them already as we were discussing the injuries. Um, like I said, Tim Hardaway Jr. is hot right now. If he's available and you need him for a day, go for it. Why not? Yeah. With all these injuries these days. Um I think some I there's the game time decisions, um, what there's a calf injury with uh ah, why am I going break? Uh Brunson, Jalen Brunson. Um so they're popping other point guards in in New York to fill his spot once in a while. So, yeah, yeah, I probably should have mentioned McBride. He's been hot. So yeah, if Brunson does not play again tonight, um, January seventeenth, you know, I think McBride becomes a must add or must stream. Yep, I think. Uh, I mean, we keep talking. I keep talking about Zion at least about him not you know being in and out sometimes. But Larry Nance Jr. over there. Um, He's always a, a possibility to put up some numbers for you if you need somebody for a day. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that's out that's probably available that's like a you got to roster this guy. It's just a, a matter of picking somebody up for a stream. Um, geez, I think that's about it. I don't think I really had anybody else on, on a list. But yeah, I think the trades, the, the trade rumors and just getting ahead of stuff and anticipating things happening, um, you can make some moves to... Uh, hopefully sure up your roster and get your roster a little bit better in, in t- anticipation of some things happening. Um, yep. Yeah. I I think that just, that that's all I got my us. brother. Yeah. And we'll keep you updated on any, you know, other, we don't usually talk about rumors unless it's legit, you know, so if it's from Woj or Shams, we'll talk about it um, and we'll react to it. But otherwise um, if anything actually happens, we'll definitely talk about it. We'll break it all down and we'll talk about the fantasy. Um, you know, implication. What am I trying to say here? (laughs) Implications. Implications. Yes. (laughs) We will talk about the fantasy implications of those trades. And uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated on everything. Yeah. And then I guess one other thing I'll just touch on real quick, because obviously this story came out this morning as we were recording this, but uh, the Warriors jazz game actually got postponed this Wednesday um, after uh, their assistant. Let's see, how would I pronounce this? Dijon Milo. Milojevic uh, was hospitalized. I actually, I don't know the assistants around the NBA that well, so I'm not very familiar with him, but obviously some uh, sudden and serious health issue while they're at restaurants. So enough that they had to, uh, you know, cancel the game today. So uh, he'll be in our thoughts and prayers and hopefully everybody else. So for sure, let's say a little, a few words for him and uh, hopefully he's all right. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like there's much more to the story yet right now. More details, but yeah. but yeah. Sending good good vibes, good thoughts uh his way and his families and the Warriors organization. So Time to go, Maryland. But yeah, as I said, I think that does it for us today. Um I also mentioned last week we're trying to keep these a little bit shorter. <laughs> trying to keep them under an hour for sure. And we definitely did that today, about forty five minutes. So hopefully it's a little easier uh listen to is finding some time to listen to it on a on a drive to work, if you still go into work, or just if you're out on the weekend running to the store, um, you know, just pop us on. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Um, and, you know, thank you every week for listening to Menace Podman. Showing us the support. Um, find your episodes, new episodes every week. You can find us on X at Menace Podman. And please, if you haven't done so, leave us a rating, leave us a review. And, uh, 
That's about it. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Hey, this is Steve from Menace Podman. Scott and I have been having a blast creating our podcast. I can't tell you how much we look forward to recording days and providing amazing NBA content to our listeners every week. It's hard work, but with the right software, it's a lot easier. We use Podcastle to seamlessly edit and create production quality sounding podcasts. Podcastle is now equipped to record audio and video and distribute to all the places podcasts are found. You can find a link directly in the show notes to Podcastle. So if you're a podcaster or future podcaster, go check out Podcastle. I miss Parliament.